podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddockblues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Paddock Blues Podcast. I know you're all thinking, oh my God, who is this? It's your girl. Your girl's back. Um, Literally, what a, what has it been? Like two weeks? I think you guys did pods. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, sorry. I forgot that I was like not the main attraction on this podcast. I'm with Paul and Jamie as well. Hi. How are we? Hello. How are you now? Been sick, haven't you? Extremely sick. Like knocking on death's door ill. I'm not even joking with you. It was awful. I don't know what is going around, but um, it seems our other pod members as well, Anthony and Jake, are also quite sick. Um, something awful going around. It was like a sinus thing, a sore throat, chest thing. You know what that's called? Everton. I mean, honestly, like it all kicked off on the Tuesday. It was like that ball that Tom Davies kicked hit me in my fucking soul. It was, I'm all the way in Manchester and it fucking reached me in Manchester. And um, mm-hmm. literally, I have been dying ever since. Finally, I'm, you know, coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine now. But like, literally, it was awful. Awful. Uh, one day I woke up and literally my eye was so swollen. I looked like Quasimodo. I'm literally not even joking. And I had like snot coming from my eye because I had nowhere oh, else. No. Because I had nowhere else to go because my sinuses were oh, so. I mean, Jamie, you're the one that needs to go for a poo. So I don't know what you want to... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we need to do a temporary pause in 10 minutes. Yeah, we've only it's... been going for about a minute and we've, we've mentioned shit and snot. <laughs> you know what? We it all... doesn't get any better by talking about Everton. No, we, Now we've got to talk about vomit and juice and stuff. We all have bowels and we all have nostrils. It's a problem when you can't poo. That's a problem. Okay. Oh. So be grateful that you have functioning bowels. Yeah, okay. 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 Anywho, <laughs> moving on to the content. While you're while you're all actually here, not to listen to me um, babble, waffle on here. I'm just gonna get to the point because no one likes a waffler. So, um, <laughs> terms of Everton. Um, I mean, how are we all feeling? Not good. No one can Not see your expressions right now, but it's pretty fucking bleak. I would just say that. Not good. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I've, I've had enough of me. I yeah. absolutely hate every single person at the club. Hate them. That's and harsh. That's a strong word as well. I that's actually harsh. hate them. That's harsh. That's just the way I feel. I hate Bill Kenwright. I hate Farad Mashiri. I hate Frank Lampard. I hate his coaching staff. I hate all the players. I just sick of them absolutely sick to death of them making it a show of us constantly like this just it's not fair obviously i'm being over dramatic i don't hate them but this week that last week Everton have just put us through there i'm sorry that this has got to stop at some point now it's got to stop i know and stop like taking i taking the piss out of us i i do get what you're saying paul and like i mean everyone who listens to this podcast and you guys even know i i of course try to be like more on the positive side of things and look on the brighter side, you know, the cup is half full, not half empty. But the last few matches, um, it's really, really testing me, to be honest with you. Um, Jamie, how about you? What are your thoughts? Not that the dust has settled a little bit. Are, are you still feeling the way you were, you know, last match against Bournemouth? Or have you sort of changed the way that you're viewing things now? Yeah, uh, the Premier League one hit me a lot more than the Cup one. Mm-hmm. You're sort of used to them letting you down, but after the Tuesday, I don't know what it was. I just thought, you know what, they're gonna go again. Not gonna, you're not gonna see that performance again. Different players, mm-hmm. just the same. And it was just as Paul just said, is it rooted? Is it rooted into this football club of just never getting anything good? Do you know what I mean? And obviously we had the eighties and stuff like that, but. It does feel like it, there's something deep in a, a darker magic going on because it just feels like something else is is, is happening. 
it's just horrible. I don't. My biggest thing was oh, you've gone from the Crystal Palace game where you've won three and L, brilliant, they played really well, and just gradually got worse. Yeah, it's not even like we went and drawn one game and then the, won the next. It just went like Fulham draw, yeah. Leicester, Bournemouth, Bournemouth, and it just went bad, worse, 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 and it was like Lampard must have been thinking to himself, "What's happened here?" Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just looking at our sort of, you know, our past fix- fixtures here, and um, it's a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest with you. Um, like, you know, even just looking at back in September, like we drew against Liverpool, and then, you know, we've got a couple of ties in there, and we were thinking, all right, you know, we're okay. You know, pretty decent start to the season here. And then, yeah, went against Southampton there, lost against United and Spurs and Newcastle. But we were still feeling like, you know what, in the grand scheme of things, if you sort of lay it out, not not awful. But these like these ones against Bournemouth, I just can't forgive. Like, I just really, I just can't get past that. It was atrocious football. Yeah. It was pathetic and, 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 and atrocious. Like, that, 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 that cup game on Tuesday was just appalling Saturday was worse yeah so confession I did not watch the game (laughs) um as some people know you know I did have family visiting over from Canada and I couldn't watch the game but um well thank god for that because I think I would have probably smashed a tv and it's definitely not a game that you're gonna go out your way to watch the highlights of so I don't blame you if you haven't seen it don't watch it don't put yourself through it I think the difference though from Tuesday to the Saturday is, I think on Wednesday we were all fuming, going, you know what's go- This is it's disgusting. No cap, no effort, and all that. But in the back of our minds, we all thought like, well, there's Tom Davis, it is Michael Keane, you know, mm-hmm. it is these players that aren't going to play and the, the reserve players. So we took a little bit of something from that. Thinking right, we've got Saturday now. It's going to be a different team. And it was just the same, and that's what the worrying thing was like. Well, if that happens with the best team that we can physically put out, apart from Calvert Lewin. We're in, we're in trouble here, big time. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing too, that was, Yeah, sorry. The thing no, that was lingering on. for me was that you just went through them results before and we had draws and we thought, you know, we're okay defensively. We're getting we're getting draws. We're not getting beat and stuff like that. But I think we were fooled into it personally. I mean, we all know, we all love a stat on here. Can hear Anthony. His eyebrows going up now. Yeah, it's too bad that Anthony's—it's but... too bad he's not with us right now because he's just such a lover of the stats. Yeah, but so we're conceding. We were concede conceding like twenty odd shots a game. Yeah, it's just Pickford was getting us out of trouble, so it it was going to crack eventually, and it started to crack now. Yeah, and as well, and you yeah, can't I, score goals either. So. I think I think about it in a way where, you know, <sighs> the players must be frustrated as well. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that there's some splits happening in this dressing room now because it, it, it's just, it's, it's human behavior. Like, there's no way, even on, you know, in our jobs every day of our lives, if someone on your team is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, you're going to be pissed. You know, there might be a different way you're expressing it, but it's like, if I'm always picking up the slack of a job that you're supposed to be doing, you're eventually going to get pissed off and the cracks are going to show and it's, it's, I almost feel like that might be what's happening. I don't know. Because if we can't, like Pickford can't score a goal. Tarkovsky and Cody, maybe they could score a goal. But their job's at the back. And they're doing what they're supposed to be doing very well. But now it's getting to a point where it's like, I have to support the entire weight of this team that can't do what it's supposed to do up top. How is that fair? And it only lasts so long. And we saw the exact same thing last season. Players having to jump into roles that they're not supposed to be doing, taking on too much weight to support this team. And it's the same thing that's happening now. It's almost like you've taken your car into the shop. Frank's bought a couple of new parts. You know, he's brought some new parts in. If you don't have a functioning engine, if you don't have any gas, oh, sorry, fuel, petrol, in that car, it's not going to go. If we don't have a striker and wingers to get balls in that box to a striker who knows where the fucking back of the net is, how are we, how are we going to move up the table? Oh, that's what I mean, because in my opinion, Damari Gray, and I'll throw Anthony Gordon in, Dwight McNeil, Neil Morpay, they are not going to do anything. They are not going to get us to where we need to be in this Premier League. They're not good enough. I'm going to say it. People will say, oh, they're new players. Okay, yeah, they are new, need to time. We should have learned our lessons with a Wobie. But right now, 
they are just they're not good enough, and they're not. That's who we're relying on to try and win his games, and they're not good enough. So Anthony Gordon and Damari Gray don't supply anything. Neil Morpé, I don't know what he is. I don't know what he does. If someone can tell me what he's supposed to be doing on the pitch, I don't know. And that's why McNeil just looks fact, like he's running with a sack of potatoes on his back. I don't understand it. The fact of the matter for me was it was kind of clear as day where I think this frustration is coming from is when Damari Gray got that goal, he didn't even celebrate. He was just like, no, let's keep going. Because he was one of the worst players on Saturday, though. He was actually I, I didn't, one of the worst players on the pitch. Well, I think this is, I've said this before about inconsistency with our players. It's frustrating because we see players performing well and then they just dip. And it's like, what? But why is this happening? Like, why are they not hungry to, I think to, what it is, to, Melinda, to do well? I just, yeah. I just feel like this, like Jamie said earlier on. And I'm, you know, I sound really miserable because I am miserable when it comes to Everton, but there's just something rotten at this club. It's like, you sign for Everton and it's like, that's the pinnacle of your career. You can stop trying now. Just stop trying. I'm happy at Everton. It's a family club. I'll be all right here. FC Cozy. Let's just all stay fit. You play every week. There's no pressure because they all know they're going to play every single week. You haven't got anyone in the background who's going to come in and take the place. There's no competition for places. It's just, I could go on a big massive rant of recruitment in the, the last five, six years since this machinery come in. It's just been diabolical. And this is what we're left with now. 11 goals. In fifteen games, that's not that's not even a goal. It's it's just a ridiculous stat. That something like half a goal a game or something that is. So that is that is relegation. It's relegation. So so, so Jamie, I'll come to you and just sort of want to get your thoughts on that as well. So do you think it's just years of absolute terrible recruitment and mismanagement that's sort of now coming back to haunt us? One hundred percent. One literally. The only thing you can put your finger on, really, because why have we? Well, I don't even know what Lampard, man, what number he is under Mercedes you now. To be honest, and I probably don't even want to know. But in the eleven, there's a sing, there's a player from every single manager we've ever yeah. had. Yeah, and it's like we've never given someone the time to go. Like, you know what? We were going to give it to Ancelotti, fair enough. But let's be honest, he's seen the sinking, he's seen the ship sinking and gone. I'm off to Real Madrid, which yeah. is fine. It's Real Madrid, you know I mean, but not even in comparison with them. But he's the only one I thought well, they'll let him build the team. They never. So they had to get Benitez in. Benitez, left Benitez by two players, rid of him. Lampard will buy four players, get rid of him. Whoever else would come in. So the next manager will just work with players he doesn't want. It's always a manageable work with players that he don't want at the football club. We've never had an 11 where he goes, that's yours. That's your 11th now, so you've got no excuses. And I do believe it's down to that. So he's got to stick. For me, I know people want him out. But he's either going to either stick or twist with Lampard now and go, we're going to give you your 11. Which, let's be fair, he's only really three players away, isn't he? He's got... I know he's he got has six of the starting lineup for his players. Six, like... yeah. So he's, only, he's not that far away now. And, we, and to be honest, if he goes and gets a good front three, yeah. it's not a bad team. You know what I mean? I know we're shipping goals, but we're shipping goals because nothing's sticking up front. You know what I mean? The amount of times we, we pump the ball and just back again, pump the ball, back again, pump. The midfield turn around, look for a, look for a player to give the ball to, who they know he's going to keep hold of the ball, get on, get get us moving, driving us forward. And they're looking, looking around, and you can see them looking around going, oh, and then going backwards or just hoofing it into, into the corners because they're just thinking, well, I look like I'm trying to do something. And then it comes back again. And that's where the goals are coming from. The defenders are just not getting time to go, right, let's settle here. We've got the, the ball's in their half. Let's settle down. It's const- they're constantly defending. And that's where the mistakes are coming from. So for me, yeah, the, the recruitment is their problem. It's not one of the problems. It's the problem. Yeah. And I don't know, Paul. I don't know. I've been yeah. waiting for that. Like, no, no, no. It's fine. Yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying, but... I think there's certain things that he's... And listen, I'm not Lampard out. Listen, I know I've just said I hate everyone and that. That's just me being me. Just, I am willing to give him a chance and I think he deserves a chance, but I think you need to be getting more out of these players. You've got to work with what you've got. You should be getting more out of them. That is That that lack of effort that I've seen in them last two games, that is very worrying to me, that. That is very, very worrying. There yeah. doesn't seem to be any sort of plan to try and win a game of football or even... Not win, just say, listen, we're not going to lose this. It's just a simple ball through the middle and you're in. 
I mean, our best performance of the season against Crystal Palace, he had Onana stood next to Gay. And since then, he split it up. That's bad management, in my opinion. He's got it, yeah. I, I, you know what, Paul, honestly, he has. He's an old note for me. I had to stick with him, and I really would. And I know you would, and I know the lads in the group were, but he has really got to take responsibility because he's changed. Something's happened, do you know what I mean? Since that, as you're saying, since that Crystal Palace game, something has happened, and I can't put my finger on it, and that's his job to do that. Yeah, because I was watching on Saturday and like there's like there's videos on Twitter as well. You see Bournemouth and it's one, two, three, and they're in. And it's mm. just a disagree in midfield on his own. People are saying he's finished. How is he supposed to look after that whole midfield? You got Onana who stood up front next to Mope and Awobi is just ratting around everywhere. There's just a hole in the middle. It's just like, yeah, there's the ball, play it right through the middle, and we're in. Well, who got man of the match out against Leicester? Madison. Who got... Madison, play, Madison got man exactly. of the match against Leicester. Just in that on pocket. Freedom of Goodison Park. Dropping the pocket, yeah. And just went, well, just come in here. Because no one will mark me. And he was just turning on the ball. That's what I mean. That's And that, to me, and I say I'll stick with Frank Lampard. I don't think we have to say it anymore because we all agree that we want Frank yeah. Lampard to stay, don't we? But that is management. That is coaching. Why have you Why have you got took something that works really well? People are saying Crystal Palace were rubbish. It doesn't matter. Evan were brilliant that day. And he split it up. He's just like gone, well, I'm not playing that again. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, it's just getting to a point now. It's like, really, like, what What more do you say? Like, I yeah. honestly just feel like I'm at that point where it's like, we, you know, even online, like, we can sit here all day and we can you know, say whatever we need to say to get it off our chest and, you know, tweet whatever we want and post whatever we want. But at the end of the day, like, they're in control of the football club. He's the manager. You know, the board is the board. And I know there are different, you know, things out there of trying to make change and things like that. But we only have so much of an impact. At the end of the day, that's hard to accept because we obviously want our football club to succeed. And... I do think that they understand that to a certain degree, but at the same time, it's like week in and week out, those supporters are there constantly. And, you know, if they're not careful, like, I mean, it it was starting to happen at, at Bournemouth on Saturday. Like I had a few friends that went and it got ugly. It got nasty, really, really nasty comments being said, you know, there was even racial things going on and it's like, this is not acceptable. Like, it's just not acceptable. But the fan base is being pushed to such a level where they're so frustrated because I think at the end of the day, we're all scared. And it doesn't make it right to go and behave this way. It's it's horrible behavior. It's not right. But well, it's just like constantly being let down by someone. And yeah, and we're scared. And you, keep going, you keep going back for more and you're like, well, they won't do it to me again. And they well, keep no, doing it to you. Well, the thing is, we're we're scared because this is starting to feel a lot like last season and that's the first thing I said to you guys in in the group chat I was like I'm starting to get those feelings creep up it's like over my shoulder and like I'm trying to like push away but if that feeling is there and it's a horrible feeling so really it's like like literally where do we go from here so between now obviously there's a break um and our first game back will be I believe the is it is it Christmas boxing day oh it's boxing not Christmas Eve sorry boxing day It's New Year's Eve we play, sorry. Um, so Boxing Day. So, uh, Jamie, you know, let's start with you. So between now and then, what would you like to see happen with the club? And I know, like, our transfer window doesn't start until, what's the date? Do you guys know? January? First of January. First January. First, first, yeah. So between now and then, I mean, there's not really a whole lot that we can do. And I know everyone is saying we have to back the manager in January and give him that time. But is there anything between now and then that you'd like to see happen from the club? Would you like a statement or would you like, is there something that you would like to see for the fans to sort of give us a bit of, I, I don't know, support, insight, like just anything, because I think we're all feeling pretty just really defeated at the moment. Yeah. I think I'd like to see. I know that you just said, oh, the January, it doesn't open till the 1st. Just go and get it done. Yeah. Don't wait till the 1st. Just go and get it. 
just go right M M and M, and then when the first of January comes, there's the stud the three of them are stood there. The the, the centre forward and the two wingers that we need are stood there with the Everton shirt going right and ready, not waiting till the thirty first of January and going, oh shit, the transfer window's open. Yeah, get it done now. Get it done. You you know what you need, and if if you're not done by the third fourth week in January, you no one's got a clue. No yeah. one cares. And the thing I'd like to see as well is just fight. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing for me. Like, I don't think of another football club in in England, really, that all the, fan, all the fans want to see is fight and just passion and just like, you know what? If we get beat by the team that are the better team on the day, sound. Like, I, I, I'm only 30, so for me, David Moyes was like, Obviously, a big thing in my life. But we used to, I, we used to get beat by teams, and you'd walk out and go, "They were sound, then where did they like Chelsea's and that? Was like they're a good team, then you go, yeah, yeah. No, there's no, there was no actors in them teams. There was no liars. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just need we we need that. We need to, the acting to stop and the lying to stop to be like, oh, we're trying. We're gonna go. We're gonna go next week. Work in progress. Listen, mate, you've only got 38 weeks for this progress to work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And at this level, it's like, you know, the odd time, the odd game. Sure, I get it. Maybe, you know, we said before, a bad day at the office. Fair enough. But there are days, there are matches that we've seen where we have been the better team and we've still lost. And it's been really frustrating to see that from Everton. Um Paul, how about yourself? Sort of, what would you like to see between now and, you know, Boxing Day? Any anything that you would like to particularly see from the club? Yeah, just uh, just stop taking the piss out of us. Yeah, honestly, I know we have fans. You can boil over and stuff, and you know if things, you know, if that's true, what was going on on Saturday and there's things being said like that, no one condones that. That's crossing the line. But this fan base is unbelievable. It is. It's unbelievable. It's ready to go. It's ready for success. And we know when we're being conned and these players are conning us. They are. They're actually conning us. They're actually pulling the wool over our eyes all the time. They're not trying. And it's one of the worst things you can say about a group of footballers that they're not trying. But they're not. I'm going to say it. They're not trying hard enough for Everton Football Club. That's all I want to see is a bit of effort. Show us that you care. And like Jamie said, if you get beat by the better team, then they're just a better team. Everton can't go and do what Brentford have just done at Man City. It's not in us. We haven't got it in us. We don't believe that we're going to do it. The fans believe we're going to do it. But the players don't. Yeah. We're just massive underdogs and the players just walk around like they're underdogs. And it's just, it's sickening to watch. And I just like, I'm, I know we say we want to be an upbeat and I'm I'm really depressing on this one. So I apologise, but it's been a really tough week for Everton. But, and I just want to see Frank Lampard just be a bit more assertive and just, Maybe he's trying to be everyone's mate too much, but maybe he's finally realised, listen, these, they need tough love, these players. They're not good enough. I'm not going to get out of them what I want to get out of them. So move them on. Move your Anthony Gordons on, your Damari Grays, all of them. And I'm only mentioning them too because they've just popped in my head at, at first. But just get, just move them all. Anyone who doesn't want to be there, just get rid of them. Get rid of them. Well, you know, after, you know, after that match, especially on Tuesday, I felt like I saw a bit of a different Frank Lampard. And maybe this, I mean, I, I'm not saying like, this is a good thing that this happens. Obviously it's not. I want us to succeed and I want us to do well. But I also want us to learn from these, you know, mistakes. I want us to learn from these situations that like we're playing through, but it's just like, we're, there's no learning. There's no evidence of like no. maturity or growth with it. And that's the frustrating thing as well as, you know, a supporter watching this club is it's like, okay, you effed up. No problem, but just learn from it and don't let it happen again. But there's no growth from it. And it's just like, it, it, it's frustrating. But going back to that point about Frank Lampard, so I did, I felt like there was a bit more bite to him in those interviews where yeah, he's, he's basically said, look, I gave them a chance. You get paid, whatever you get paid every month, you're employed by this football club and you wear that, that shirt and you go out there and you perform like that. I gave you a chance. You're at this, you're at this level in the Premier League, like you're in the Premier League, it's one of the best leagues. Like it, like you need to perform at a certain level, and you're not achieving it. So why are you here? Why are you Think here, is, Melinda? These players know because they've been through it. If these players don't give hundred percent every single week, they're not good enough. 
so they know they're going to be in a relegation battle. So why are they doing it? Why are they putting in performances like that? Honestly, I sat and watched that on Saturday and I felt like crying my eyes out. It was just just lack of effort. That's all it was. It wasn't they because they were better than us or nothing like that. It was just they ran around more. And that's what Jamie was saying earlier on. You know, we're, we're very simple as a fan base. If you run around and you show us that you care, if you get beat, we'll, we'll still get behind you. We'll, we'll just put it down to, well, maybe you're just not good enough. And we understand that, so let's bring in better players. But you've got players just walking around, honestly. It, and they are just walking around. And it's unacceptable. And it's got to change. Something's got to change at this club. And that's what gets me. But it's, I mean, as his fans, of course, we can look and we can observe and go, okay, this is not good enough. Or, you know, that's not the level we should be seeing it. And, you know, that that's why we do this pop because we want to get our opinions out there. But at the end of the day, it's the board's job, the management's job that are coaching these, these lads to go, you, I'm sorry, but you don't belong here. And you're right, Paul, maybe it is a case of Lampard wanting to be everyone's dad and, you know, be everyone's best mate, you know, Daddy like, knows. I'm more than happy for Daddy Lambs to be my daddy any day of the week. Okay. But <laughs> for this, for this football team, like he's got to be their manager and it's hard sometimes to be someone's boss but also be their friend because you have to have those difficult conversations. And maybe he's still figuring out how to play that role. So maybe now he's realizing, okay, there are players that are in this club. They've been here for far too long. And I'm starting to see now why they were in the position they were in last season. Because we've held on to players that have been here for way too long. And it's, they just, they, they're not at the level that they should be. They were probably, maybe never even were. But we wanted to no. believe that maybe they That's could achieve it. And I'm all for, you know, wanting to see the good and every story to be like a wonder story like Alex will be. I would love if that was the case. But it's, but sadly, it's not. But so, you can even see it draining out of a Wobie now. Well, that's what I'm... Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is And then even as well, um, Patterson, you know, I think he is also getting a bit frustrated as well. It's just all of... all We're just sucking the life out of the good players because... They're all just, fr- I, I honestly feel like there's just so much frustration. Cause it's like, literally, probably just go to the, into the dressing room. And like, why are we so shit? Like, why are we so shit? And why is this happening? I, I just, it, it is. It's a really. I would put it down to a quality thing as well. Yeah. As all that. I know I've, I've had a rant there about us not giving a shit and stuff like that. But like you just touched on it. Some of them are just not good enough. They're yeah. not. Exactly. So we have to get players in who are good enough because we're making no mistake about it. We are in a relegation battle this season. Yeah. We are. People might want to believe it. People might be a bit of an ostrich and put your head in the sand and say we're not. We are. We are in a relegate. We're in a fight to stay up again this season. Hundred yeah. percent. Yep. And I and I I hate to, I hate to bring him up because it like literally like is heartbreaking. But we lost. I mean, we've lost. Yeah. So many key players over the years, and we've never replaced them. And Richarlison is one of them. Like, we just have not replaced him. And he... And Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah, Lukaku. Was... Yeah. yeah. Perfect example right there it. as well. We replaced a just a guy with a just a guy. <laughs> Sorry. You did, though? I'm still dying. Um, but no, but but that's what I mean. Like, it's just... Oh, there's... There, it's Lukaku that, with Sandro. There's just so... There's just so many problems that have never been fixed and we've just been slapping band-aids on these bullet holes being like oh it's fine oh it's fine and now it's like nope we're hemorrhaging this club is literally hemorrhaging and we're seeing it again i think uh, yeah sorry i've just I, i've just listened there i was just taking it in a little bit I, I love that jamie to, i love that i think i've come to a conclusion <laughs> sorry, I, think, I, I honestly believe now that from Top, I don't know people have been saying this for years, but from top to bottom, there's there's absolutely con man and actors in this football club. Uh, there is an actual actor who's the chairman who needs to go. Who are just sitting there going, I love Everton, I'd do anything for Everton. And but truly deep down they couldn't care less. Yeah. And they and they don't care. Kevin Tellwell, listen, the lads had one two transfer windows, so I'm not even gonna get on his back because I don't really know yet but apparently now Ke- Bill Kenwright's still in charge of transfers what are you doing in oh, tra- transfer? well he's the one constant in all of this is yeah. him 
And he's putting a lot of Mercedes probably come in with a big load of money. And let's be we all gotta we've all gotta get Mercedes got things wrong, but he's backed us with money. He's put money into the football club. We can't disagree on that. No. But he's gone, right, okay, what do we do? And Ken Wright stood there in his full Everton kit with his shinies on, going, I can do it. Look at me, Mr. Everton. I'll sort it all out for you. And he's gone, Oh, all right, mate, yeah. You, you will you look after the money for me? And, yeah, yeah, no problem. And no one's gone. Well, actually, Ken, uh, Bill, Ken, th- th- things aren't going right. <laughs> things aren't going right here, you know. Uh, can you do me a favour and get out? You know what I mean? They're like, but we just keep letting them and letting them and letting them, and then it'll be another manager. They'll get together and they'll go, "Oh, it's not really working, is it?" No, no. But they'll never look at each other in the boardroom and go, "Well, hang on, is it not us? Do we not do, do we not need to change something here?" And I feel, I think that filters down. I think that filters down to the players. Shit, but, well, of course yeah, it does. Shit, shit rolls downhill. They're off. The, all the players will think it's a safety net. Everton Football Club is a safety net because they're just going well, cozy. Yeah, Michael Keane, Michael Keane, and any other football club is gone by now. And I'm not oh, getting on yeah. the, the, the. I'm not getting on the lads. He's just not a good. good he's not a good footballer. But he go. We get him. We get two new centre halves, and we go. Well, lads, you know what? We don't need you. Yeah, the only memorable thing was that goal against Crystal Palace. Yeah, but then even yeah. that, we do, we don't even say <laughs> thanks very thanks very much, Michael. But it's time to move on. We've yeah. brought two new lads in. It's time to move on now. Exactly. We'll get ten million quid for you. Yeah. No, we'll just you just stay here. You just bring the quality of the side right down, and we'll just keep paying you the wage. And I'm not just getting on Michael Keane. There's a lot more players, by the way, that can. You know what, like on the flip side as well, it's a disservice to the players because some of these players, I mean, like you're only as, as like in an organization, like Paul, as you said, like shit rolls downhill and the culture in anything you do in any job, it starts at the top. It always starts at the top and it trickles down. That's just the way it works. Any culture in any job that you do, if you ever look to why things are the way they are with the employees at the bottom or the lads that are on the pitch, it all starts from the top. And for me, like, I know it's like, everyone likes to take the piss out of that quote that Ken Wright said about, Oh, well, we've had good times. It's like, well, we've had good times. Like if you break that down, it's like, so you're not asked if we have any more then is that what you're basically saying? He wasn't even here for the good times. So like, it's like, okay. So you're not like, literally to me, that was like, Ha ha, yeah, okay, have a joke about it, but literally to me, it felt like you're literally not asked then. Yeah. Like you're not, not asked. And, not. and I was it's saying not. before about going like, you know, the disservice to, to the players, like Jamie, like you just put perfectly, like it's their job as the managing, you know, t- team for, for, the, for these players to go, look, you know what? You excel at this, 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 and this, but this you have to work on. We'll give you a chance. You didn't cut it. Sorry, you need to go and be, better used in a different environment then they need to make that decision and they should know they should have that much training and education and every job we do we're supposed to be qualified to do that job so why are they not like why are they not good enough why can they not do their jobs so if you can't move on and go and do a job that you can do then at a level that you can perform at but it's, can, it's, can it's, i just make it just, i said this in the whatsapp group and this is just something just to touch on at the board we also Manchester United are similar. Obviously, Man United are on, you know, a different planet. But why is our board so involved? Liverpool, City, Newcastle now with their owners, Tottenham, Leicester, Arsenal. You don't hear from these people. No. All you see is Michael Arteta. You know, Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola. All the, you don't see the manager, and they go, "I couldn't name you half of their sporting directors or the CEO is." Because I don't know, you never don't see these people names. They just go and do leave leave the football side of things alone and go and work on the commercial side and getting sponsorships and all that. But for some reason, we've got Denise Baron Baxendale sitting into interview a football manager. Why? What warrant? Sorry, I'm sorry. What warrant here? And I think is is it is it Graham Sharp that sits in and interviews Frank Lampard, Duncan Ferguson, you know that Victor Pereira. Sorry, but he must be Bill Kenwright sitting in there as well. He must be sat there thinking, "What have you, what have you three ever done?" The thing is, though, Jamie, they honestly believe that they're like 
a Masters of the Universe Bill Kenwright thinks that everybody's looking at him and the way the organisation run and they're all jealous and he honestly believes that. He honestly believes that the outside football world looks at Everton and is jealous. That's, that is just, then again, that's, that's, that's how big his head is. And people just in roles and positions that they shouldn't be in. Jobs for the boys again. Like it's just, and this is why we are where we are. There's many, many factors of of why we're here in yeah. this position again. And, you know, like you said before, Paul, I mean, we of course want people to listen to these pods and like, you know, bring joy to your day. Um, but yeah. we have to talk about these difficult things. We have to, you know, like it's, it's unfortunate, but we are all very passionate about this football club. It's, you know, a huge part of our, our lives. And, you know, if we didn't stand up and say what we were feeling and thinking, I, I think we would feel even worse. So I think we yeah. need to, to get it out, you know? Well, on the weekends after the game, I just, and it's a horrible feeling. So I was an Evertonian. I just, I was just like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Obviously I do, but I was walking around for hours, like maybe even a day, just like, if you want to sack him, sack him. If you want to bring David Moyes back in, bring him in. If you want to bring Steven Gerrard in, bring him in. I actually don't care anymore. And that is a dangerous thing because there'll be fans who are thinking similar where you're just like, I don't really care what happens now. Because yeah. if they think that they can carry on losing games and the fans are going to do what they've done last season, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's as I say, you can only keep going back to someone for so much, and if you keep hurting you, you just walk away in the end. Yeah, and I know it's impossible to walk away from Everton, but you're going to get people going, let's go down the ground and welcome the coaching. You go for them, shower of shite. No thanks, it's going to happen. So, if we're not lucky, we need to sort ourselves out, basically, is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, it's getting scary again now. Well, you know, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Um, in the groups and on this pod. And I think, you know, we, we have let things settle a bit. And of course we're still feeling the way we are because we're passionate. You know, if we all weren't feeling this way and we're like, okay, whatever, I'd probably be more concerned that we yeah. didn't this care. This is our first pod you know? since, since that, that result as well. So yeah, yeah I do apologize for going off a little bit there, but nah, just, don't, um, don't me. It was just a little bit. That's what's well, been creeping what, at mate? me for all week. I've dripping, you get more time to think yeah. about it when the dust settles, don't they you? Deserve you it, mate. They, do, they don't yeah. deserve Anyone's coming on here. If anyone's listening and going, God, they're a bit miserable, aren't you? <laughs> Look at the football club we support. It, you know there, what I mean? There's not one Evertonian that is not feeling this way right now. It's right? boring, isn't it, Melinda? It's boring. I'm bored. I'm actually yeah. bored of being an Evertonian. I'm just... And I don't mean that as in I don't love them because, you know, I'm an Evertonian till the day I die, till my last breath. Of course I am, I love them. But it's just boring now. It's boring being back here all the time. Yeah. it's For me, it's just the... the it's like a roller coaster. It's like, you know, we're good and then everything's so high and then, you know, everyone's like buzzing and then because it's like, wow, we actually finally won a game. It's like, and that's so sad that we're like, you know, I mean, it's great that we're winning and we're passionate and we're happy, but at the same time, it's like, are we really that bad that we get one win and we're like, it's like town, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so literally. it's just like, literally, like, it's just, oh, oh, Everton. Well, we can't escape them forever. They are now down, <laughs> down under. Yeah, fucking stay there. What, what great foreshadowing. Um, so they landed uh, on Wednesday and we will be playing uh, Celtic, I believe it's Saturday. Correct, lads? Yeah. So, Sunday yeah. morning, like 4 a.m., yeah. Yeah. And then we're playing the Western Sydney Wanderers. Ooh, it's quite the name, isn't it? Um, so I don't know when that, when, when that, is that the, on one, yeah, Wednesday the 23rd, that one is. So... Whatever times those end up being, do you guys think you're gonna try and watch Everton, or are you still feeling like I don't want to watch them? What are your opinions on that? If I woke up, if I wake up on Sunday for a piss or something, <laughs> I might. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I might put them on. So, but yeah. I probably would. Yeah. I won't go out my way to watch it. Let's put it that way. But if you yeah. never know, you just what about, never know. What about you, Jamie? Yeah, if I wake, if I wake up, it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, no. pop it hopefully on. Some of, hopefully, some of them lose the passports on the way home. <laughs> Send a few Australian lads over. Oh, yes, please. In the place. I would not say no. Tim Kale. 
wonder what Mark Verduken and Harry and Harry Kuehl are doing now. Mark Verduken would go right up front for us. I know. <laughs> let's 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 get out of this funk. Let's be happy. <laughs> let's be happy. Sorry. Sorry. <sighs> well, just when you come back in January, as like James said earlier on, you'd like to think that you've got six weeks to get targets in place now. I don't yeah. want to see us in the middle of January going, we still haven't signed anyone. Yeah. But whether well, we've got the money to do that, I don't know. But Me just being an optimist, as everybody knows, I'm quite the optimist. Um, and I've tweeted this before. And like, as much as it hurts right now, like to see things the way they are, like, I mean, trust me, I, I get it. And I don't want people to think, oh, she's literally like got freaking rainbows and fucking fairy dust coming out of her ass because she's just so happy all the time like it's not the case I do feel I got on a, went on a couple rants there myself like you know and we all feel those emotions but at the end of the day it's like you can't get so deep in a hole because it's really hard to get out the deep the deeper you dig that hole the darker it gets and the harder it is to get out so I you know like last season was a perfect example of that I think we were all quite in a state of just complete shock upset disbelief of literally is this what our football clubs come to so how we became friends literally <laughs> hi uh-huh. my besties um <laughs> but uh yeah so i like i said i put this up before and i i really do like you know want to believe that frank lampard gets this club and he gets the, the history and he gets the fans and the fan base and he understands how important this is and what it means to us and I really want to believe that he does get it and I hope there is plans for change I really do want to put that faith in him that there will be some major outflux of certain players and then influx of what we desperately desperately need and whether that will happen I don't know but I'm really hoping and praying that that it that it does. Yeah, I just I, I think the fact that they haven't said anything means that they're sticking with him, which I'm okay with. If they come out and start saying we're 100 behind him, then that's for me. That's the beginning of the end. Now, yeah. so I don't we don't need any statements from the club either to say you know we're sticking with the manager. I think the silence is basically telling us that they're sticking with him, which is good. So. I know I've gone in hard on him, but we just we all need to back him now and make peace with the fact that he is staying. It's pointless going on social media saying, why is he still here? Has he been sacked yet? He's not going anywhere. We need to get behind him and just well, back him in this window and see how far we can go. Well, yeah. even as you said before, Paul, like, you know, why would... I'm kind of thinking about what you said before and with Lampard, like, why would you change something that's working? And literally, I don't know why he's done what he's done. But I want to believe that he is a smart man. You know, he's played the game for many years and he was a absolute top player. So I can't see him wanting to fail. I can't see any of these players wanting to fail. It's just they're not in the right place where they need to be. I really do believe that it's time for certain players to move on and we need to get some new blood into this team. You know, it's proven to be effective with some players. And I think he has gotten certain things right. Don't know if it's a matter of trial and error with things. And he's trying, he's, he's a very new manager. So I don't know if he's just trying new things with, with the toolbox of players that he has. I don't know what it is, but. This is where his coaching staff got to help him out as well. Exactly. Like he's, he can't be a one man show, you know, like what, even when I'm at work sometimes, if I'm the only, you know, one on my team that's doing my job that day, I'm constantly second guessing, oh, was that the right decision? Should I have done that? This and that. That's why you have a team. You run things past your team and you ask them, okay, this is my plan. This is what I was going to do. What are your thoughts? And does he have the right support around him? I don't know. That's half, that's half the battle too, maybe. I think he's got a good coaching team. I yeah. do. He's got a, he has got a good coaching team. But just to go back on a, a point that you made there, Melinda, about the players, I've just been thinking then, you know, he, he's brought six, six, is it six players he's brought in Lampard or six out of the first 11 yeah, there is so, or whatever. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So you've got a 23-man squad. The, all them players that are in there that we've seen on Tuesday, they're still there. I don't know. I, 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 just, I mean, as in like, they're the same players that we were in the same we were in that position with last year. 
if you've got a, a, a group of 100 people and 10 of them are trying really hard to try and do something and 90% and the other 90 are like, I'm not really that arsed. Yeah. You're the, that, then 10 will just start going, what's, what's the point? Yeah. We need to get rid of all that. We need to just start getting rid of all that sort, all them players that are just here for the payday. We, we, we sort of had that window, didn't we? It was like Delf, Tosin, um, the other fella, and, you know, John Joe Kenny, they all sort of went out. We were all thinking, oh, yeah, we're starting to get rid of the Deadwood here. But there's still loads of Deadwood that needs, really yeah. needs getting getting rid of before we can go, right, now move on. Yeah. It's a complete mentality and shift Everton needs. That's well, it, completely. Yeah, and like, as you said before, Jamie, like I completely agree with you. They have a fantastic coaching staff, I think, but maybe it's just too much new mixed with too much old from before and that's just not working maybe yeah because clearly something's not something's not working clearly because look we're exactly where we were i think frank lampard's come in from the day he's come in it's just like he's felt the whole weight of this that entire fan base on him and you see you can see they actually get to tone big and i'm up here now he'll know like you see him going up to the crowd and he's apologizing telling everyone to calm down he knows that it's not acceptable because no he speaks to is. enough Evertonian. He speaks to enough Evertonians now to know what we want and what we expect, and it's he's not he, getting it out of the players. He has so much involvement with our fan base already. Yep. The amount of involvement and meetups and and times that he's taken to take photos and meet and greets and whatever it may be, he is so involved with this club, and that's why there's no way he wants this to fail. There's no way he, as an individual, wants to fail. So they've got to, they've no, got to figure no. it out though. At the end of the day, it, it's their job, and they have to figure it out. And I really want to believe that he is. And I yeah, really hope, I, mean. yeah. I hope, I hope in the new year we are seeing massive change because that's what we need. We've needed it for a long time now. I still think what we're going to get in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. What you don't want to see is, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to back him. Like they're going to back him, and he signs new players, and you know we get to say he gets three or four of his new players in, and. Uh, January window and we don't and the results don't pick up. I don't want to see us sack him then because it's like well, they're all the players he's just brought in. Now you're going to yeah. bring another manager in who's going to be stuck with his players now. So there needs to be a plan. You'd have to stick with him for the rest of the season for me now, no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, on a brighter note, um... England playing soon. World Cup. So I'm personally a lover of a good World Cup, like World Same. Cup and Euros. I'm like, ah, oh, the best of the best. I'm like, let's do it. It's just like such good football and I love it. Um, so yeah, World Cup, World Cup pods. Don't think you're going to be escaping the Paddock Blues crew because we're going to be around, bitches. So get your ears open. They're always open, actually, because there's no closing of your ears, but Anyway, um, <laughs> we're going to be doing World Cup podcast, and I'm very excited. So, um, anyone want to say anything about World Cup pods, or should we just like leave it to be revealed will, um, when it comes we'll out? Crack on with them as soon, we'll crack on with them as soon as we, uh, as soon as we can. Basically, maybe yeah. tomorrow night, even even do the first one or Friday or something or whatever. But we're going to start doing them anyway. Mainly England. I mean. No, there's a lot of Everton going, oh, really give a shit about England. Well, we do, so we're going to do it. So, And yeah. guess who else is in the World Cup? Australia. Oh, yeah. America. Oh, sorry, Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Australia, <laughs> America, and then Canada. Wow. Okay. I forgot. I see. You forgot. Jamie, we're supposed to be best friends. Well, it's not exactly like Brazil, is it? I mean, how <laughs> dare you? How dare you? You can't be you can't be an England fan and a Canada fan at the same time. Um, you need Paul, to pick one. I can. You sent me pictures from Amazon, and there were these T-shirts, <laughs> and it was a Canadian flag, and then a England flag. So I know. I'm kidding. I will not wear that, but it's mine. <laughs> half and half scarves. No. Oh no! Absolutely not. That's not happening. Um, yeah, imagine sir- you were half half face paint with a St George's cross on, like that maple leaf Canadian thing. I mean, do would you support me, it, It's always England. It's always yeah. England. Yeah, but 
I mean, it is cool to see Canada, you know, go to the yeah, World yeah. Cup. It's been a, a while since this has happened. So it's quite exciting. How far we'll get? I mean, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. So, <laughs> you know, we'll wait. Did Thomas Rudinsky travel? Did he get in the squad? <laughs> <laughs> The face doesn't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't want to explain. <laughs> Thomas Rodinsky used to play for Everton and Canada. Is he Canadian? Canadian? Is he Canadian? Yeah, yeah. don't you remember when... Thomas Rodinsky? You might be too young. When to was that? 90s, yeah, like 2001. Yeah, early, yeah, 2000s. early 2000s, yeah. yeah. Well, that was when I was moving countries. So, apologies yeah. for being a little occupied for uprooting my entire life at the age of yeah. nine years old. <laughs> You hadn't been poisoned by Evan at that point, so you were innocent still. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we, we still followed it, but, yeah, the move was obviously, like, quite extensive. So it was probably around, like, 2000 and what was – it was, like, Cahill kind of era. That was when I we really got back into it, so. Yeah, oh, five, four, yeah. Yeah, around there, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see what Canada can pull out of their – backsides and we'll just see what we can do but yeah we'll be recover- we'll be kind of covering some pod um pod stuff world cup stuff on the podcast um so keep mm-hmm. listening and of course we've got our twitter um which is at is it the paddock blues is it paddock blues or the paddock blues one of the two the paddock blues. and then yeah. our instagram because people on the podcast can't keep things uniform so no the instagram is the part of blue it's only the email that's different it is oh and the tiktok is different as well because like jake set it up but i'm like okay jake do whatever you want to do anyway um our tiktok actually did pretty well thank you very much um yeah so send us in (laughs) sorry (laughs) the classic paul sorry um (laughs) he secretly like batters me off camera kidding yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so send send us in your questions to our tiktok if you want our twitter our instagram you can email us questions as well um yeah, and we have actually really... had a couple of questions sorry i should have brought this up earlier oh okay we'll go ahead then da, 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 da. this but is Jamie, the... you can go first if you want this this is the podcast oh, I'm just... oh, no, question just... corner I... Woo! Podcast i'm gonna drag question. it all back down back up again now uh, my question was, would you have Lampard or Unai Emery? Unai Emery. Proven track record, won the Europa League, what, three or four times? Four, I think. Won the league with Paris Saint-Germain, which is not hard, but he's still done it. Which um, you know, didn't do Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not even a slight against Frank Lampard that yet, but I'd have Unai Emery, yeah, definitely. I would as well, mate. I don't, and that, like, as you've just said, that's not against Lampard because I, I I do I do love Lampard, but if someone was to offer me them now, I'd take Emery. Yeah. We also have a question yeah, from a. Uh, might be pronouncing it wrong. I would stick with Lampard for the record. Would yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Oh, just Sorry. Melinda's opinion doesn't matter. I did say Melinda there, but you just didn't listen to me. Yeah, because Paul yeah, cuts see? everybody off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I'm a savage. That's it. Donald Cerrone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's using only film titles to describe your current feeling on Everton. <gasps> Man, is simple. Misery. <laughs> I don't think mine's a film, but it was a TV show called Boiling Point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. There's that, um, there's that show and... I'm obsessed with it right now. Me and my sister watched so many episodes of it. It's called Tipping Point. On ITV. Yeah, Tipping Point. Ben Shepherd. <laughs> it's so good. I actually love that show. Yeah. Um so Split. yeah. There's a good one I'm thinking of. Yeah, so that's it. That that's it. That was the questions. That was the questions. Is that Loads it? Of questions. We didn't get Loads any of more. questions. Oh, man. I, don't, I think, honestly, think oh, oh. And everyone's oh. had enough of Everton, haven't they? So because I'm the optimist that I am, my feelings about Everton, described by a movie, would be the pursuit of happiness. Oh, no, no, one, no one asked you. <laughs> and you still cut me off mid-conversation. <laughs> 
Yes, because we're on a pursuit for happiness, Jamie. We're looking for the happiness. We're trying to one, find huh? the happiness. That is a good one. So pers- th- thank you guys. I'm not a total idiot. So thank you for your feedback. I appreciate you. Yeah, I still think one, I still think misery is going to be up there. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of us are chosen optimists in life. I wish I could control it. I wish I wasn't such an optimist all the time. I'm just such a positive person. I know. Even like, after speaking tragic. to me after all this time. <laughs> literally, I know. Like it's like a miracle on earth. I don't know how it happens, but I just literally am very positive. So yeah. It's good mm-hmm. to be positive. You got to with this club. Yeah, you have. Just, uh, try to do that. I think we've all tried though, haven't we? We have all tried. We, we, there's a little bit of us that like really try to be positive, but it's just hard. Yeah, like I think you know what, like I put, I put some tweets out and some stuff on my Instagram as well. And I've gotten some lashback and some negative comments back from certain people being like, how can you say that? Or how can you be this way? Wow. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, we're all entitled to our opinions. We're not all miserable people. I sat here and I ranted tonight, but I wasn't effing and blinding. I was saying things in a practical way. You know, it's like, look at a problem, look at the potential solutions or reasons why this is happening. And then you figure it out. Like, you know, you can't just sit and dwell for so long to be angry, like picking up your phone and writing on Damari Gray's like Instagram saying he's shit isn't going to get you anywhere. Like it's not going to do anything. Counterproductive. What what do you think that's going to prove? It might make you feel better temporarily, but it's not going to make you feel better long-term. You'll feel like an idiot for doing that. So it's like, why, why do people think doing these things is going to get them anywhere? If you have something to say, then sure, say it. No one can control your actions or what, the way you behave. But the same thing goes for people who are positive and the way that there are people out there who look at things intellectually and logically and try and break things down versus just saying, oh, you're shit. That's not going to get you anywhere. You know, you have to be like, and even sometimes with these players, like I said before, earlier on this pod, like you think that we feel bad. They probably feel much worse. You know, we can sit here all day and go, maybe they don't give a shit. They're not asked. Some of them do. I truly believe some of those players really do care. Maybe that's just my optimism trying to come through. Connor Cody looked like he cared. No, obviously, there yeah. is, there yeah, is, there's going to be players that care. There is obviously that. I don't think, it, you know, we say we can say they don't care, but obviously they do. It's just They don't you know, want to no, fail. Yeah. That just goes back to my point, though, before. I think we've got to get rid of the players that don't care. Yeah. Because I still think they're there. Exactly. Like as human beings, like it's just human nature. Like we don't like to fail. No one likes to fail, but are some people more lazy than other people? Sure. Are some people maybe not as ambitious or driven and then the other people, of course, but as humans, we don't want to fail. But then again, they're not, there are certain players then that are not in positions that they should be anymore. They need to be and go and be better used in, in other areas of football because you're not benefiting this club anymore. And you yeah. Lampard gave you your chance. He gave players many he gave many players chances at that match on Tuesday. And we saw exactly the way that they they performed. If I went to my job and I performed the way I'm not supposed to, people would die. Like, you know, so I'm not saying it's that extreme, but at the same time it's like you're not if you're doing a job and you're not performing at the level you're supposed to be performing at, then you're let go. So why are these players still hanging on and clutching on to this club? Cut the cord. Because like, we were stupid enough to give them massive contracts. Yeah. And they know, and they know we can money. sit there and we won't force them out. Yeah, well, there's got to be change. we can't do it. Let's be fair, as a fan base, we can scream and shout as much as we want. Yeah. But we physically can't go in and tear the contract up. Exactly. Or we can't go, you're on the transfer list, you're going. Yeah. We can't do it. It's down yeah. to the club to do that. It's down to the club. But there's too many nice men and nice guys and nice women at the club to be like, oh no, he'll come good. We've been yeah. saying he'll come good for five, six, seven, whatever. I, I know, I'm not pointing at a player, but at all these players, it's, yeah. it, we need to a point where we go, actually, you know what, no. You're gone. Enough's enough. And I think watching Lampard in that post-match interview and even his preview for Bournemouth Saturday, like, you know, Paul, we were talking and we were watching the, I think Anthony was watching it as well. And we just saw a very different Frank Lampard. And I think maybe he's reached that point now where he's thinking like, I no more Mr. Nice Guy. I'm sorry. I can't be like, I think now he has to be the boss. Like he has to be. And it's you have to make tough calls sometimes, but 
I really just hope and pray that we do see a massive turnaround for this club because looking at that table right now and seeing us sitting at 17th literally kind of makes me ill. Just a quick question. I don't want to just come to you now and I'll ask the pay the both of you. Do you know when like you've got a manager, you get like an, an interim manager, if you will. You're the way Everton now have had managed like six months and all stuff like that. Do you think these players now look at it and go, well, you'll you'll be gone before I will? Do you think that, like, do you think, like, the likes of the Michael Keynes and the McMeaners and all that will probably look at Lampard and go, oh, I'll just wait till you go and get me chance under the next manager? And do you think now that's the time for the board to go, right, Frank, you're, you've got the power. Who do you not want in here, right? You, you, you and you, gone. So all the other players are like, oh, I better start here, pulling my socks up here because this fella's going nowhere. Do you think that is in the club now where they're just like, oh, I'll just wait till you go, mate? It's possible. It's very possible. And um, they might just be thinking, yeah, I've, I've been on this, this very cozy, comfy ride where I get paid and don't play. No, this is the culture, like I said, that's been from the top and it trickles down. This is the culture. This is the way that they've modeled this kind of behavior now. So yeah, Jamie, very good point. I think it's very possible. Yeah. It's like uh, any organization you work in, you're going through loads of supervisors and you're thinking, well, we've seen about four of them off you'll be next. So, yeah, definitely. I think it's like any other workplace, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. It's always it's always them that, you know, go, but it's never me. So maybe they're just hanging on for as long as they can. I just don't think there's enough will to, to win at Everton Football Club. And like yeah. we said earlier on, and we're going over old ground, but it, that, that stems from the very top. You've got to have a winning mentality. It's got to hurt when you lose. You've got to not accept mid-table, not accept finishing fourth, fifth, sixth, second, third, anything. You've always just got to aim to win. And this club doesn't hasn't got a winning mentality. The fans have. The fans have got a winning mentality, in my opinion. Some people say we accept mediocrity. We're accepting what we're given because that's what we're given and we love the club, so we just have to get on with it. But I'm ready to win. I know I am. Yeah. I'm ready to yeah. be bastards. I'm ready to be hated by the whole football world because we win. Not because we're a family club, but because we win. And everyone hates you because you win. And there's not, not enough of a winning mentality in Everett Football Club, and that needs to change. There are might play- start getting referee decisions because we're that like that club. Yeah. yeah. There are there are players on that pitch that I know can win. They've got it in them. But the but the thing is, is if you continue to surround good with bad there's only so long that they will stay good do you know what i'm trying to say like so if if you're yeah like if you're constantly surrounding these players by negativity and laziness and just no drive and no will there's a possibility they'll fall into that pattern or they'll go well they're not caring so why should i exactly That, that fight and that drive will only last for so long and we there needs to be there needs to be a change, a massive overhaul because the only big six con- weeks. yeah, big six weeks. I think the World Cup's come at the best time. Yeah, I think Lampard's probably gone. Thank for that. I do. Yeah. I know we've been oh, talking yeah. about the, the World Cup and then you know different questions have brought us back to Everton, but there's still this isn't an overnight thing. You know what I mean? We're not going to come on this podcast and solve the problems of Everton. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not going to happen. So you've got to talk about them. But I just I don't know. I think it's deeply rooted and we'll only find that out. Like, even when I look over at Manchester United and you see all these things now, Pogba and Lingard and you know, Cristiano Ronaldo and stuff like that, and it seems like they're sort of having the same problems we've got. Yeah. You know, there's just players that aren't asked and they're just like, oh, yeah, whatever, I'll do what I want, I'll say what I want, and I can, you know, strut around, I'm on a five-year deal. Yeah. You know, you aren't getting rid of me type thing, and I think we need to. I think we need to get that back now. We're like, no, you're not. We are getting rid of you. You're not yeah. good enough, lad. You're going up the door. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be a little bit more, um, just a little bit more ruthlessness, just a little more teeth. I think. I really hope we see it. Really hope we see we it. Yep. So yeah, World Cup then. Um, so we've got Jordan Pickford in the World Cup squad, and we've got Connor Cody as well in the World Cup squad. You can't, and no one can see Jamie right now, but he's uh, showing off his little. It's actually not little; it's 
okay that sounds bad (laughs) (laughs) Jesus it's a it's a trophy okay quickly 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 (laughs) trophy 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 um (laughs) because it's only it's only (laughs) Jesus it's only it's only Connor Cody and Jordan Pickford am I right from Everton Uh, oh Oh, yes 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 that's right that's right um yeah so it'll be you know definitely very exciting to, to to see that don't know if Will will Connor Cody get any match time? Do you think? Doubt it. Yeah, yeah. She's got to get Maguire, Dyer, Walker, Stones. Like literally, how did Harry Maguire make that squad? He's gotten like next to <laughs> no pitch time. I don't get it. Literally, I don't understand. And Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Literally, it was so funny. I was seeing all over Twitter. Marcus <laughs> Rashford. The way the way that people were like. Harry Maguire's got something serious on Gareth Southgate. Like, that's yeah. the only explanation of, like, why he's in the squad. Ah. Well, anyway, um, it's nice to be back. Mm-hmm. I, know you all, I know you all miss me, like, so Good much. to have you back. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry you uh, couldn't early. come back on a win. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's sorry okay. for the downbeat and depressing part, but as you say, it, no, it is what it is, isn't it? I, I think it's been actually quite constructive like I think we've discussed a lot of things today that you know like it's not all doom and gloom like you know things sometimes have to get bad before they get better like you know and and this is one of those things where we've all admitted it there's been some deeply rooted issues for many many years at this club and maybe now it's finally like a bit like opening Pandora's box and there's a lot more worse shit than we had realized maybe chickens have come home to roost Big time. So, yeah. yeah, it's just going to be one of these things. We're probably going to see more anger. We're probably going to see more upset. But let's just hope and pray that things do change for the better. And, um, yeah, keep keep listening. As Like I was saying before, we're going to be doing World Cup podcast. We'll also keep up to date. You know, we'll throw a little Everton stuff in there, depending on, you know, what happens, if there's any news. Um, but we'll keep you up to date on that stuff as well. So, yeah, thanks guys for joining me on the podcast as per usual. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Look forward and, to the um, next one. Hopefully, you have some positive football to talk about. So, if I ran beat England, by the way, that's it. It's over. <laughs> if, what? if I ran beat England, I'm finished. Jamie, stop! Don't even say it. Like literally, don't even say it. Honestly, God, I'll just give up. <laughs> Stop it. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We, me. we need yeah. some positivity, okay? And this is going to be the light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to be, we're, it's coming home. It's coming home. Let's hope so. It's coming home. The ladies did it. It's time they for did. the men. Come on. It's time. It's time. But yes, thank you both for joining me. And um, we will catch you on the next pod up. That's off each. Keep the faith. No, we were supposed to all do one, two, three. Like, I'll go up, and then someone says the, and then the other person says toffees. Okay, so up. The toffees. Hey, well done. Okay, all right, up the toffees. See you guys later. Lit. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.